0: It's Liv. Welcome back to another episode of Life Chats with Liv B. Last week I recorded the podcast episode from my bed and honestly I don't even know what happened in that episode. I'm pretty sure I just like blacked out when I started talking about pumpkins and then right after that it got we had like another heat wave here and it got really hot And it's really sad. And today it is like still really hot and muggy and it's kind of too hot to have cozy warm coffees. And it feels wrong to have iced coffee because iced coffee is kind of like winter er, or summery. So I'm having a, I guess you could call it like a red juice. There's this brand called Organifi and I did a video with them in the summer and they sent me some of their um, powdered juice products. And I had had the green one for a while and I would mix it with orange juice and it was pretty good it was kind of bitter it just tasted kind of like healthy green juice Um, and then I ran out of that one so I tried the red one and it's just like a red powder and it has all good stuff like mushroom like superfood mushrooms and like acai and beet powder and what's some of the other stuff I'm trying to think um I don't know enzymes I think anyway I also mix that one with a little bit of orange juice and it honestly tastes like fruitopia if you guys remember fruitopia from when you were a kid I used to love fruit juice like not the kind that has real fruit in it but like the bad for you kind and my dad would buy it sometime my mom would get mad like every time but yeah I loved that shit when I was younger and this tastes like that, except it's like healthy. I don't know if it's just because I mix it with orange juice that it tastes that good. But anyway, so that's what I'm drinking today. Pause while I take a sip. And yeah, I'm sitting here cozied up in my podcast room. And when I say cozied up, it's because it's just really hot in here. And I'm wearing a flannel because I was filming an intro for a video, but I had to do some pre-recording and pre-filming because I'm going to actually be in Alberta next week. So when you're listening to this, it will be Sunday. So in a couple days on Tuesday, I am going to be going to Banff, Alberta for I think I'm going to be there for six days. And we're gonna go to like Lake Louise and Marine Lake, and we're actually flying into Calgary. So I'm gonna meet up with someone who I know through Instagram. Her name is Cheap Lazy Vegan on Instagram and YouTube, and her and her mom run a vegan cafe in Calgary. So we're gonna go visit her there, and yeah, overall we're just gonna like check out the West Coast before it gets too cold and snowy. And yeah, Greg's never been. To Alberta or anywhere on the west coast, I don't think I was in Alberta when I was younger. Um, but I'm super excited, also super sad and a little nervous because we haven't left Willa. Well, I left her for one night, um, since we got her, but Greg has never left her before. We've been with her every night since we got her pretty much. And yeah, this is the first time we're leaving her, but she's nine months now, which is crazy. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I don't even know how that happened. This year is flying by. I can't believe it's almost October. And yeah, so we are leaving her at a, it's like a bed and breakfast for people, but it's a pet friendly one. And my parents have taken their dog there many times for boarding. And so she's going to a little bed and breakfast for a doggy sleepover vacation <laughs> while we're in Banff. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Someone asked me to do an episode Um, with like a dog update. Honestly, there isn't much to update. She is all grown up now. She's honestly such a joy. We love her so much. Also, I started calling her, I like decided that I wanted to change her name the other day. And I decided just out of the blue that I wanted to start calling her Bunny, which is like, so dumb. And I don't know why, because her name's Willa, but I like, uh, I call her honey and honey bunny all the time. And so I started calling her bunny and then all of a sudden it stuck. And now I've actually been calling her that for a couple days now and I can't stop calling her bunny. And I told Bridget and she rolled her eyes and she was like, don't (laughs) change her name to bunny. But now she calls her bunny too. So that's the update. Uh, her name's not actually changed to bunny, but like it kind of is if you know what I mean. So (laughs) yeah, but other than that, she doesn't sleep in her crate anymore. She just sleeps on the floor next to her bed and I love her so much. She's honestly such a sweet dog and everyone who meets her is just like, she's so good for her age. Like she's just so chill and sweet and I love her so much. So there's the dog update. It definitely doesn't require a whole, uh, podcast episode, that's for sure. But there's the update also. This episode, I have to read the Libra zodiac sign. Um, So I just realized that because it definitely isn't Virgo season. Oh, actually, I think it might have just changed to Libra. So maybe I'm not that behind. I definitely didn't miss it. But yeah, I'm going to do that at the end of this episode. But I thought in this episode, I would do a little chat on how to be productive and then also kind of in that same realm how to structure your day as a student or um, someone who works from home or like a freelancer because I have worked from home for about I want to say like three years now two and a half or three years Um, and then before that I was a student so I have a lot of experience in how to structure your day when you don't actually go to a job from like nine to five and but i also want to talk about how to be productive. so it's kind of going to be intertwined between those all of these tips and things i'm going to talk about will be good for you for being productive no matter what your lifestyle is. i think no matter what you do in your life, we all have to be productive sometimes. and whether it's like productive with schoolwork or work work or homework or just like life work, um i think being productive is again, yeah, something that we all can work on and we all kind of like fall into ruts sometimes. I definitely know I do. And so this is kind of my tips for how to be productive. And these will definitely be helpful if you feel like you've been in kind of like a motivation or productivity rut. Like you, you feel like no matter what you do, you just can't really get up the motivation to be productive or you don't know how to structure your day in order to be the most productive. Before we get started, I wanted to kind of dive into this thought that I had the other day that is related to this, where I always have felt kind of torn in life between like two things. There's one side of me that wants to be like boss ass bitch with an Apple watch and a to-do list and a schedule on my phone and like a virtual assistant who tells me what to do at any given time and like having my life in check, maybe like knowing something about stocks, reading the newspaper in the morning, like just being very on it and in tune and productive and like figuring out like life hacks on how to be the most productive and like just really play in the system, like just really getting in there and doing stuff. And then there's the other half of me that wants to be super like reclusive and not look at the news and not make to-do lists and not have any technology around me and try to like be out in nature a lot and try and not fill my day with a bunch of productive things, but just do what absolutely has to be done. I don't know if you guys can relate between those two, but I feel like everybody is kind of on a spectrum from like people who are so absorbed in daily life and like people who don't really take a step back to think about how wild it is that we're all just kind of like little organisms on a floating rock in the middle of space. But then you have the other spectrum of people who are super, I don't want to say hippie, but like somehow it doesn't seem like they do a real job. They just kind of like are hippies for a living. And I feel like I kind of fluctuate between them. I wouldn't say I'm like perfectly in the center. Um, But yeah, all that to say doing an episode on productivity was like kind of interesting for me because I do feel like I have kind of a better grasp now on how to be productive while also not getting too caught up in the outcome of school or work or whatever it is. i I'm going to try not to ramble too much, but I feel like with topics like this, I end up rambling. Um, okay, so let's talk about First of all, how to be productive. And I think no matter what you do in your life, like I said, we all have things that we have to get done in a day. And so the first step in being productive, no matter what it is that you have to do that day, is to, you guys are probably going to roll your eyes, limit your screen time in the morning. I know that this is kind of like just getting drilled into us now. But the importance of not checking your phone as soon as you wake up or going on your phone as soon as you wake up, I'm not going to lie, I've done this like probably every day for the past week. And I can tell it makes me feel a lot less motivated for some reason and a lot less productive when I've spent like 20 minutes looking at what other people have done or are doing online I don't know what it is about that act that makes me feel less motivated for my own life, but I know for a fact that it definitely does. It also just wastes time, like the amount of time that people spend scrolling on their phone. If you have that screen time app or on Apple phones now, it just like tells you, for people who go on their phone in the morning, I can tell you, you might be shocked because when you're laying in bed and you just don't wanna get up yet and you spend some time scrolling, it can turn into quite a lot of time. So it's for your mental health, but also it's just bad because it really does just straight up waste time and that is not a good way to start being productive. So the answer to that, um, if you limit your screen time in the morning, is to have a morning routine. If you have a morning routine, it doesn't have to be something super intricate, but if you just have a couple things that you want to do every morning using that as kind of a motivation to not just lay in bed and check your phone, but to just get up and start doing those things, whatever is in your morning routine, that can kind of help you keep you from just grabbing your phone and laying in bed. If you know that there's a select few things that you have to do or that you want to do. My morning routine, typically, um, it just involves my dog because, you know, got to take care of your dog when you first wake up. So kind of the first thing that I do is like, I'll wake up, I'll go pee, and then I will take Willa to pee and then I'll feed her and then I'll take her out to go to the bathroom. And already that's kind of like 10 to 15 minutes of things that I know I have to do when I first wake up. So I feel like that part of my morning routine is a little bit easier um, having a dog. But before I had a dog, my morning routine pretty much consisted of getting up, going to the bathroom, brushing my teeth, and then doing some yoga or going to the gym or going for a walk, or kind of like doing some sort of movement activity type of deal. Um, now in the mornings, I actually go to the gym kind of like every second day. I started going to the gym again, by the way. Uh, and we like on the other days, or like uh, sometimes on the same day, we'll walk Willa in the morning. And I honestly really like having some sort of movement first thing in the morning even if it's like a 10-minute walk having that be a part of your morning routine instead of laying in bed on your phone will help you feel more productive so much just getting a hit of fresh air helps your brain kind of wake up and makes you I guess feel more ready to be productive even if going for a walk isn't the most productive thing you could be doing. It helps kind of set you up for a more productive day. Whatever it is, having, I would say like two to three things that you try and do every morning before you check your phone, apart from like checking the time, of course, um, is a good place to start. Okay, so my next tip on how to be productive slash how to structure your day is to treat your days like you have a nine to five even if you're a student, structuring your day as if you have set hours is really, really helpful. I, for a long time, didn't really do this. And I can honestly tell you, it just leads to feeling guilty when you're not working or when you're not being productive. Even if you've been productive all day, um, if you don't have like a set time that you want to start and end your productive time or your workday day, It gets really hard to kind of keep a work-life balance and that's the same with students. If you just kind of feel like you have to be studying in any downtime or any free time that you have, your life is going to be pretty miserable because you're always going to have that kind of guilt at the back of your head. Same with working and you're going to have a really hard time with being productive all the time because no one can be productive all the time and I feel like there's only honestly like a few hours a day when you can be the most productive and What those hours are obviously vary from person to person. I definitely feel a lot more productive in the mornings, but some people feel productive like in the afternoon or even in the evening. So treating your life like it's a nine to five means not necessarily that you have to stick to the hours nine to five, but having a set number of hours and a set start and end time in your day. To have that be your work time or your study time or whatever it is. If you're a student, you can kind of treat being a student as your job. And then outside of those hours can be your personal time to get done whatever you want to get done personally or take a break or whatever. Same with if you're a freelancer or you work from home, saying, okay, I want to be productive from like, let's say, the hours of 10 to 4. Knowing that those hours are your work hours and outside of that you can feel free to relax or think about what you want to think about or do whatever personal things you want to do, I promise it helps so much and I only recently started doing this, like recently started giving myself kind of a start and end time in my day and it helped first of all, like my mental health so much, but also it helped my and Greg's relationship too, because he started working with me about a month or two ago. We didn't really have set hours that we considered as our work day. I kind of have just been doing it for the past few years. Like I work nonstop and I don't really ever start working or stop working. I just kind of am always doing stuff and I would always be taking breaks throughout the day whenever I had some time. But for us now, we have started starting in the morning at a set time and finishing in the afternoon at a set time. And it can kind of change or vary if we need it to. But knowing that, you know, before this time in the morning, I don't have to think about work or we don't have to talk about work and we can, you know, do our morning routine or take Willa to the park or whatever it is, has helped our relationship a lot because I don't feel like stressed about not working and he doesn't have to deal with me being stressed about not working essentially and I actually find you will be more productive during those hours because it's almost like your brain knows okay when it is from this time to this time I am in work mode or I am in study mode or I am in chores mode or whatever it is and then when you're in that time really focus on being as productive as you can. So that's kind of more um, a how to structure your day one. But as for being productive, my best tip is to make a to-do list, but <laughs> don't have it exceed five things. So my kind of formula for a to-do list that actually works for me is a to-do list that doesn't have more than five things and then two of the five can be bigger things and then three of the five will be smaller things. So let's say for me. um, My to-do list, like I'm just going to make this up off the top of my head. One thing might be film one video. So that's definitely like a bigger to-do. And then the second one might be edit a podcast episode. So I would consider those two things big things because they require a lot of focus and a lot of energy and more time. And then for three smaller things, it might be email this person back, go like pick up dog food and think of like next week's podcast topic so right there that's five things that definitely is stuff that could end up taking a whole work day depending on you know how long everything takes but it's not an overwhelming amount of things to do and it's also not an overwhelming amount of big things to do where it's probably going to exceed your work day and you won't have time to finish it all but it also keeps you from having a to-do list of all small things where it's just kind of like busy work all day and you don't really feel like you've made a ton of progress because you've just been doing little things all day that somehow took up all your time. So having a balance of bigger projects and smaller things is really helpful for those reasons. It's really easy to adapt this kind of to-do list formula for whatever you're doing. My next tip, you guys have probably heard this one, but it's just to create a space that you love to be in. So for me, when I was doing this podcast, I actually thought about this tip and it's kind of like really dark out today and really gross and gray and in the office where I'm recording the podcast right now, it's like really dark and the lighting was terrible. And I didn't want to put on the overhead light because it's just like a really gross bright light and it I don't know it's like when it comes from overhead it just feels not as nice so I went into the bedroom and I got a floor lamp that's like a really warm cozy light and I just brought it in here and then I made myself a really tasty drink and I cracked the window a bit to have some fresh air and just honestly those few little things alone made this space feel like something that I wanted to be in a lot more. So if you have a home office or if you have your desk, um, like for studying at home or your computer desk or whatever it is, making sure it's clean and organized and the room that you're in has some good lighting, maybe have a candle or some plants, some water at least, or some snacks, and just making sure that everything's kind of fresh and clean. If you have like an essential oil diffuser or a window close by, just kind of cracking it or putting on um, like an oil scent that you like really just helps the space appeal to your five senses and makes it so much more comfortable to be productive because you're not like too hot or too cold or the room smells bad or it's too dark and you're distracted or whatever. Um, Same with quiet. If you have some headphones that you can put in like noise canceling ones or even earplugs, creating a space that is comfortable to be in for an extended amount of time is going to be huge for being productive I feel like when you have a clean space, your brain, honestly, it feels like it just has more capacity to think. Like whenever I have a clear space, I don't have to think about where things are or where I should sit or where I should put whatever it is or... Um, the fact that I have to clean up this area before I go use it like when things are already clean you can just go from thing to thing and you just start crossing things off your checklist and you feel so productive and I cannot emphasize how much having a space that you love to be in helps with productivity okay my next tip is to work with time limits. So, this is probably easiest to do on your phone. Setting a time limit for working on things is something that I've been doing recently as well that has been so helpful. So, if there is a video that I'm like dreading editing because I didn't really like how it turned out or the lighting is hard to work with or I think it's going to be just kind of a drag to edit, I have started setting a timer on my phone for 20 minutes and just saying, okay, for these 20 minutes, I'm just going to work on this. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to get distracted by anything. I'm not going to complain about this task that I don't really want to do. I'm just going to, for 20 minutes, do my best and see how far I can get. And then usually when you get started doing that, you end up setting the timer for another 20 minutes and then another 20 minutes until you're done, whatever the task is. Because usually it's just getting started that's the hardest part. But if, for example, you end up setting the timer for 20 minutes and then you hit a wall and you're like, okay, I'm done with this, you can also just put that aside and set a timer for another task. And sometimes having that break will help too. I think kind of like a 10 to 20 minute timer for stuff that you really don't want to do or stuff that you're really dreading is kind of the perfect amount of time to give your brain enough time to adapt to whatever it is and to also not be so much time that it feels daunting. So if there's like an essay that you really don't want to start because you just don't know where to start or you don't know how to start, setting a 10-minute timer to just make a big like brainstorm or just write a few lines, honestly, will feel like you kind of got over that hump of procrastination and will just make you feel accomplished even if it is the very beginning of the essay. And you can actually get a lot done in 10 to 20 minutes. So it's the same with anything. Like if you really hate folding laundry, (laughs) set a timer for like five or 10 minutes and say, okay, I'm just going to fold however much I get done in this amount of time. And then usually you'll just be like, okay, I'll just finish the rest and it really won't be that bad. I mean, you can do anything for five, 10 or 20 minutes, really. Like there isn't really any task on your to-do list that would be excruciating for, you know, 20 minutes. So (laughs) I always say, no matter how daunting it is or how much you're dreading it or how boring it might be, set a timer for 20 minutes and then you know when the timer goes off, you're free to go You know, do whatever or take a break. But for those 20 minutes, you're actually going to give it a good try and give it a good effort and just try to get at least some headway on whatever it is. Another tip, and this is my last one for productivity, is <laughs> having some movement in your day. So whether this is in your morning routine or maybe if you get a lunch break, going for a walk, some sort of movement helps so much with productivity because I don't know what it is about working out or just moving your body in general, but that always feels very productive. Like if you get up and do a workout, you already feel so accomplished for the rest of the day. Or if you go for a walk on your lunch break, really, really, really helps with feeling productive and then when you feel productive you also tend to be more productive whereas if you don't feel productive then you tend to be less productive so yeah I know everybody hates to hear the whole like spiel about working out but honestly going for a walk every day has helped me so much in like just with my mental health and also just I guess my self-esteem and how I feel about myself every day, getting some fresh air and moving your body and just like circulating everything in your system by actually moving and breathing in more oxygen and kind of pumping your heart and your lungs. All of those things just really help you be a more productive person in general. But I feel like it's, (laughs) it's like easy to say, you know, move your body every day or go to the gym every second day or try and work out three times a week. But once you put it into practice and you see how much even you know, going for a 10 minute walk every day improves your life. I promise you will become one of those people that's like, I love to move my body. And then everyone else who would rather sit on the couch all day, just kind of rolls their eyes. But the human body was meant to move and to stay in motion. And so when we stay stagnant for too long, it really does hinder our productivity and it makes us less creative. And it just overall makes us not feel as good. So Um, I highly suggest going for walks. If the idea of running or like lifting weights or swimming really doesn't appeal to you, walking is something that is accessible to pretty much everyone. And it's something that you can do, rain or shine, getting out and moving your body every day or at least every second day will honestly help with your productivity, I promise. I know it feels hard in the moment. And when you wake up, the last thing you wanna do is like go to the gym, but as soon as you get up and you get yourself there or you get up and you get outside your mindset will change and you'll realize that it was the right decision. I hope that those tips were helpful. These are all things that I do myself. I would never put things on this list that I don't actually do because I feel like that's very hypocritical. So these are all things that I do currently and that I honestly do believe work really well. So I hope that this is helpful to you guys. So now I'm going to read the Libra Zodiac sign for this month. Okay, hold on. I got to grab my book. There we go. Okay, so Libra starts on september 23rd until october 22nd it is an air element and its symbol is the scales i did know that actually if libra is your sun sign then this is for you a horm- a harmonious a harmonious life filled with fun friends and social revelry is what brings you joy you're hardworking and determined but you care about balancing that with a rich and rewarding social life Many of your great victories in life come through alliances and teamwork. As such, the relationships in your life, both professional and personal, are very important to you. But if anyone becomes a source of ongoing strife or negativity, you will find ways to distance yourself diplomatically. You're thoughtful and fair-minded, naturally evaluating all sides of any situation. Since balance is so important to you, you are a skilled negotiator, peacemaker, and matchmaker. Yet, because you're so diplomatic and aware of everyone's point of view, you may find choosing sides to be stressful. You will strongly resist being pressured and you need time to weigh the pros and cons and analyze all perspectives in any conflict. However, once you determine a course of action, you act decisively and rarely second-guess yourself. You dislike aggressive, bullying behavior and will fight for justice. In these instances, you can become an enthusiastic and articulate crusader for your chosen cause. You care about beauty and pleasure and want your surroundings to be as harmonious as possible. You are enormously creative and enjoy finding many different ways to express yourself. Making art or music or even DIY projects can be a source of fun. Whipping up gorgeous dishes to delight guests or creating artfully designed adornments for your walls or outfits is both relaxing and joyful. Since relationships are so important to you, you may find yourself searching for the one. When you embody the qualities you seek in a partner, you will find the dream mate you are looking for. So there you go, Libra. If you guys are a Libra, send me a message and let me know if you feel like that's accurate to you because I'm always curious. Also, I can't believe we only have a few signs left. When I started doing the astrology stuff, I was like kind of skeptical if I wanted to do it because I don't know. I didn't know if people would find it interesting. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I was like, are people going to think I'm weird for reading astrology signs randomly throughout the year, but everyone says that they're excited to hear their own. So I'm going to keep going until we get back to where we started. Um, if you like this episode, you should definitely leave a rating and review on iTunes and let me know your thoughts on it. There isn't really a way to comment on podcast episodes. So, um, that's why I always like when you guys send me messages or leave a review, because that's at least some way that I can know your thoughts on the episode. As always, if you have any recommendations or requests or topic ideas for future podcast episodes. You can send me an email or you can send me a message on Instagram. I love um, hearing your requests. I actually have a running list of all the topics that you guys request. So I'm eventually gonna get to all of them. This was actually a highly requested one. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, that is everything for me today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day wherever in the world you are. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.